it's not the full menu. It's a snack-sized portion of Cheftimony. Here's your host, Graham McLennan. Good morning, or evening, whenever it is that you happen to be listening, and welcome back to the Cheftimony podcast. Or if you're new here, welcome to the show. Today is going to be what I call a snack-sized episode. So that's just a shorter episode with a few thoughts and a look ahead to what's coming up on Cheftimony on some upcoming full episodes. Today, my goal is to let you know what it is that I hope you can get from the show and also to ask for your help. Because if there's something that I could be bringing to you and I'm not, I'd really like to know that. So what is it that I'm trying to do here with Cheftimony? To start at the beginning, as they say, the Cheftimony podcast is all about food, and most of the time my guests are chefs or lawyers. Sometimes the same guest has worked as both a lawyer and a chef. And here's the quick history behind that perhaps unusual pairing. I moved to Vancouver way back in 1995 to go to law school at the University of British Columbia. And after that was done, and after articling was finished, I was called to the bar, became a lawyer in 1999. And that is starting to sound like a long time ago. Fast forward to 2008, and I changed jobs, but I remained in the law. I remained a practicing lawyer, but I did have some more time to myself. And I had always loved cooking, and I wanted to use my newfound evenings and weekends to explore cooking more seriously. So I cooked at home a lot more, and I also took some serious amateur classes. These are classes put on by professional culinary schools, but targeted, of course, as the name suggests, at amateur cooks who are just looking to improve their game. So they might do a Mediterranean night or learn how to prepare sushi, that kind of thing. And those classes were good, but I found them to be too short. They were all about three hours, and I was always left wanting more at the end of them. And I realized that really what I needed to improve my game was more repetition. So I had an idea about approaching a chef just to see if I could volunteer in a commercial kitchen, start right at the bottom, peeling potatoes, chopping vegetables, whatever was required of me, but really do anything so long as I could learn. So I approached chef Andrea Carlson, and she was then the executive chef at Bishop's. And Bishop's was and is an iconic restaurant in Vancouver. And Chef Carlson was open to the idea, so I went in for one shift, which was great, spent the day with her team, did peel some potatoes and chop up some vegetables, as I recall, and then I asked to come back, and Andrea was open to that, and I kept going back and kept going back, and that became sort of a weekly routine for us. And that also led to some other really good cooking experiences, including other stages or these internships, both at restaurants here in Vancouver and at some restaurants in Las Vegas, actually. Then in 2015, professionally, I stepped away from the office world entirely, and I spent about two years as a part-time cook, even for a brief stint as the chef aboard a schooner called Passing Cloud with Outer Shores Expedition and Outer Shores Expeditions, and we sailed the central coast of BC, and I cooked in a small galley kitchen in Haida Gwaii in the Great Bear Rainforest. All in all, it was a wonderful couple of years. In Vancouver, I cooked at Burdock & Co. and Harvest Community Foods, again with Chef Andrea Carlson and her team. I really did have an incredible time. But starting just 
over two years ago, in 2017, I returned to the practice of law full-time, and now Cheftimony, this podcast, is my way of staying connected to the cooking scene. So I interview chefs for obvious reasons, and my goal there is to bring you thoughts and stories and insights that you just don't hear as a restaurant guest. Commercial kitchens are so full of great stories, and I love to bring those stories to you on Cheftimony. And we also dive into some more serious topics, challenges the industry is facing, just why so many chefs and cooks are leaving the business and why does the culinary world like the legal world have such a high rate of substance abuse i also do regularly have lawyers on the show in part that's because i know a whole lot of lawyers it's an occupational hazard i guess but also because so many lawyers are passionate about things outside of their legal practices and for many of them that thing is food They've also got some great thoughts and stories, and it's my privilege to share those here as well on Cheftimony. And apart from the stories from both chefs and lawyers, I try to bring you some practical information. Where are some great spots to dine? How might you improve your own cooking game at home? What can you do as a guest, never mind what the restaurant is doing, but what can you, what can we all do as guests to improve our own experiences dining out? So, to give you a couple of concrete examples from episodes that you may not have heard for for a while, or you may never have heard, here are some to check out. Episode 1, the very first full episode, that was with uh, my friend Mark Tweedy, uh, who handled the lawyer side of the show, and with Chef Andrea Carlson, who, as I, I have said before, is the one person I think of when I hear the word chef. So in speaking to Andrea, I asked her what piece of equipment home cooks might use to improve their own cooking game at home. So if you start at the 27 minute and 17 second mark of that episode, you'll hear some great tips from Chef Andrea Carlson. On episode 10, I spoke to a food writer in London, England, that's Cetel Savla, and I got Cetel's thoughts on that topic I just mentioned, what we as guests can do to improve our own dining experiences. What can we take on ourselves? So look for that starting at 34.40 of episode 10. On episode 14, that was called Vegan 2.0. I've done a couple of vegan episodes. Very likely we'll do some more. But on episode 14 of Cheftimony, I spoke with Anna Pippis from Easy Animal Free. And if you jump to the 3940 mark of that episode, you'll find a super quick vegan dish, uh, a quick recipe from Anna. You'll find some of Anna's favorite spots to dine out in Vancouver, and she shares two fantastic tips for making delicious vegan food at home. So a little preview of that. What does meat bring to a dish? According to Anna, it brings two things, fat and umami. So how can vegans get those flavor components into a dish? Tune into episode 14, and you'll hear Anna's thoughts on that. And speaking of quick dishes, on episode 9, I spoke to an old friend, Thompson Tran. Thompson, a great chef. Unfortunately for us in Vancouver, he is now relocated to Ontario, but he was back in town, and we got to connect, and I got his thoughts on a lightning-quick Vietnamese dish. So if you start at exactly the 35-minute mark of episode nine, you will hear Chef Thompson's take on a very quick Vietnamese dish. On episode 20 of the show, we went very far afield, remotely. I spoke to Chef Willen Lowe, and Willen is a really interesting character. He spent, I believe, eight years practicing law and then switched full-time into cooking, and he's been a chef ever since. And he's got a really great, lightning quick, again, very, very fast dish. It's very easy. It's very versatile. You can change up uh, a few of the components 
Cook it at home, it's quick, and it's delicious. I've tried it. So start at 4737 of episode 20 for that dish. Now, what about the lawyers? What have they got to say? On episode 25, I'll direct you there. I spoke to my friend Laura Tucker, and Laura is an attorney in Las Vegas, my very favorite city to visit. And I asked Laura for her thoughts on similarities between the legal world and the culinary world. And you can hear that starting at 4748 of episode 25. Okay, now what should we be having a glass of with our meals? On episode 23, we did an episode called In Vino Veritas, and I spoke to two really interesting people, Kelsey Jones, who's the wine director at Shambar Restaurant in Vancouver, and Bruno DeVita QC, a colleague from the world of law who is also a wine enthusiast. So if you go to the 30 minute, 36 second mark, you'll hear some really great recommendations, not only for a specific wine from Kelsey, but also some regions that you may not have considered. And then moving ahead in that episode, if you start at 40.10, you'll hear Bruno describing a column that he and a partner wrote in a law industry magazine called The Advocate. And this was their high-low column. So they found a very expensive wine, and then they found a much more reasonably priced wine that offered a similar flavor profile, similar experience. Again, some great recommendations. So check out episode 23 to get some insights on what you might drink with some of the great food we discuss. Okay, now let's look ahead to what's coming up on the show. We've got some episodes coming up on fermentation. I'll have a talk with my friend Paul Haldane from Coastal Cultures here on the Sunshine Coast of British Columbia. I've got one in the works on regulation in the food industry. I think that's going to be a really fun episode and a little bit different from what we've usually done on Chef Demoni. I'm also going to be speaking next week, I hope, with a cookbook author. Fingers crossed that will come together quickly. And in probably a couple of weeks, I will be speaking with somebody, and this again is a little outside the norm for Chef Demoni. I'm going to be speaking with somebody who's made an interesting transition from the world of sports at a rather high level to an entirely new lifestyle that involves some interesting cooking components. Next Friday, we will have another full episode of the podcast, and you're going to hear from another law colleague of mine. This is Jeannie Smith, and Jeannie and I actually worked at the same firm, although not at the same time. We have both since moved on from that private practice firm into different legal pursuits, and now Jeannie is a lawyer with the Federal Department of Justice in Canada, and Jeannie's got an amazing food background. She grew up on Vancouver. Vancouver Island in a small farming community and her childhood food experiences involved fishing and hunting and smoking and preserving and organic gardening and so Jeannie has a lot of great thoughts to share both on her childhood experiences with food but also on her more recent interactions with it and a couple of really great restaurant recommendations I think they're great because they're brand new to me and I haven't been there yet so I trust Jeannie's judgment and I can't wait to check these places out. So that will be next week on a full episode of the show, Friday, December 20th. I hope you can join us. All right, just a couple of more housekeeping matters now. A favor that I always ask, if you have a few moments, please take them and leave a star rating for Chef Demoni, whether that's on Apple Podcasts or one of the other apps directories. And if you've got a few more minutes, please consider leaving a written review for the show. Doing either or both of those things really helps other people to find Chef Demoni. As always, I love to hear from you. And this week in particular, if you've got thoughts on 
anything that could be added to the show that would be of value to you, please let me know. And as always, if you've got any comment or question for the show, if you've got a topic suggestion, or perhaps you know a chef or a lawyer who might be a good fit for Cheftimony, please get in touch. You can find me on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter, or just send me an email to graham at cheftimony.com. All right, thanks very much for joining me today. I hope that you take a listen to some of the episodes that I've highlighted, and I hope that you do get in touch if there's something I can be adding to the show that'll bring more value to you. And I also hope you'll be able to join me next Friday for my interview with Jeannie Smith. That's Friday, December 20th, right here on Chef Tony.